Hello, dreamers. This is a story that has been making news across the country and around the world, starting towards the end of last year. We've been following the case and we've been discussing it on social media, but no matter how many times I read about this story or listen to podcasts about it, I've been having a really hard time keeping up with all the people involved. So I wanted to sit down and take somewhat of an in-depth look at the timeline of this case that has been in the news for the better part of the last six or seven months. The case that I'm referring to is the one involving the so-called doomsday preppers, Lori Vallow and Chad Daybell. Last week, some tragic news broke when the number of dead people surrounding this couple ticked up two more spots with the discovery of two sets of human remains on a property in Idaho owned by Chad Daybell. It sort of feels like ever since we first heard the name Lori Vallow, every other week, another person ends up dead. So I wanted to go through the chronology of the case so that we can get a little bit more clarity about what the heck is going on with these people who have clearly made their way to the top of the list of most hated individuals in the United States at this moment. For this bonus episode of California Dreaming, the tale of the Vallow Daybell body count. Let's talk about some of the main players, at least four of them, in this very convoluted story that I'm going to do my best to keep us all clear on who's who. Let's start with Lori Vallow. Lori Noreen Cox was born June 26, 1973, in San Bernardino, California. The first time she was married was in 1992 to her high school sweetheart. When she was 22 years old in 1995, she married a man named William Lagoya, with whom she had a son named Colby in 1996. In 2001, Lori married for a third time to a man named Joseph Ryan. He would go on to legally adopt Colby, and together they had a daughter, Tylee, in 2002. Now in 2007, Lori's third husband had a violent encounter with her brother, a man named Alex Cox, at which time Joseph was tasered and his life was threatened. Alex Cox would end up spending three months in jail for that assault on Lori's husband, number three. In 2006, Lori married for a fourth time. This would be Charles Vallow. In 2013, they adopted Charles's grandnephew, Joshua Jackson, or J.J. Vallow. He was born in 2012. The four of them moved to Kauai towards the end of 2014. Sometime in 2015, Lori read a book entitled Standing in Holy Places, written by Chad Daybell. It was soon apparent that Lori had become somewhat obsessed with the books. At the end of 2018, Charles, Lori, JJ, and Tylee moved back to Arizona, and shortly after their return to the mainland, Lori appeared on Chad's podcast. By February of 2019, Lori had told Charles, husband number four, that she no longer cared about him or JJ, and that she was the reincarnated wife of Joseph Smith. Shortly thereafter, Lori disappeared for 58 days. 
While she was gone, Charles filed for divorce. However, in March, he halted the divorce proceedings, thinking that perhaps they could work through their marital problems. The last time anyone saw Tylee Ryan was around September 8, 2019. She seemed to have a pretty close relationship with her half-brother, Colby. And from pretty early on, he was one of the first to get the feeling that something weird was going on with Tylee and his mother. He tried a couple of times to call her, but he'd only received text messages from her phone that really didn't sound like her, but, you know, what could he do? And what was he really supposed to think? In October of 2019, he sent two Venmos to Tylee's bank card, one on October 10th and another on October 16th. Colby still did not hear from his sister. He text messaged her, telling her that he was worried. And he did get some messages back telling him that she was fine, just too busy to talk. He tried repeatedly to call, but was never able to get a hold of Tylee. Chad Guy Daybell was born in Provo, Utah on August 11, 1968. He got married to Tammy Douglas on March 9, 1990. He graduated from BYU in 1992 with a bachelor's in journalism. He had found work as a cemetery sexton before becoming an author and publisher of a variety of end-of-days books. Together, Chad and Tammy had five children, Garth, Emma, Seth, Leah, and Mark. Sometime in 2015, Chad claimed that he had heard voices telling him that he needed to move to Rexburg, Idaho. So he and his wife Tammy moved there that summer. Tammy Daybell suddenly died during the night on October 19, 2019. Two weeks later, Chad and Lori Vallo got married in Hawaii. At the request of JJ's grandparents, police conducted a welfare check on JJ. But when they spoke to Lori, she said that he was in Arizona with friends. That turned out to be not true. So the next day, they returned to the Daybell property with a search warrant, only to find that Lori and Chad had abruptly left. Neighbors reported seeing Lori, Chad, and her brother Alex packing up their truck. Tylee Ashlyn Ryan was born September 24, 2002. She was last seen alive at Yellowstone National Park on September 8, 2019. J.J. Vallow was born May 25, 2012, and he was last seen alive on September 23, 2019. And as you know, they have both now been found deceased, buried on Chad Daybell's property in Rexburg, Idaho, on June 10, 2020. So we started hearing some murmurings about a quote-unquote cult mom and a doomsday podcaster right before Christmas of 2019, Lori Vallow and Chad Daybell, respectively. The reason why we started hearing these names being floated around in the media and on the internet was the result of law enforcement in the city of Rexburg, Idaho, making the decision to go public regarding two missing children. 17-year-old Tylee Ryan and her younger adopted brother, J.J. Vallow. 
Alarm bells were not going off too frantically in the first few days that the news broke out of Rexburg. But the police made the decision early on to turn to the public for help in searching for these two kids, who had apparently not been physically seen since sometime in September. And that goes for both of them. The children were believed to be endangered, and law enforcement decided to go public with their mysterious disappearances. From there, over the course of the next six months, Tylee and JJ would become household names as the story grew more and more complicated and convoluted with each passing day. Before we get to talking about the missing kids, let's back up 30 years and follow the decades-long trail of death and destruction. That will bring us to where we are today with this. Chad Daybell, he and his wife Tammy, like I said, got married on March 9, 1990 in Utah. Together, they founded the Spring Creek Book Company. It was through this company that Chad Daybell published his books, and he's published a lot of books, all of it religious material. Together, like I said, they had five children, and in 2015, the couple moved from Utah to Salem, Idaho, where Chad continued working as an author, and he started a podcast while his wife Tammy worked as a librarian. According to official documents, Lori Vallow embarked upon her fourth marriage in 2006 when she wed Charles Vallow. She had her one daughter, Tylee Ryan, who Lori had with her third husband, Joseph Ryan. In 2014, Lori and Charles grew their family by one when they adopted Charles Vallow's sister's grandson, J.J. Vallow. So we're clear here. Charles Vallow was J.J.'s great uncle. J.J.'s grandparents are Kay and Larry Woodcock. They're going to become important later on in the story. Shortly after adopting J.J., Lori and Charles packed up their kids and moved from their home in Arizona to Kauai, Hawaii, where together they ran a small business. They stayed in Hawaii for about two to three years, eventually moving back to the mainland of the United States, settling again in Arizona. On April 3rd, 2018, we arrive at dead person number one. Now, there is nothing out there that indicates that this death is suspicious in any way, at least not at the time. But as we go along, we might start doing some double takes as the people in the periphery of this story are dropping like flies. Tylee Ryan's biological dad, Joseph, died of an apparent heart attack. His body was cremated, so there is no chance of going back to take a look at his death for a second time. At some point, while Lori was still married to husband number four, she became involved with Chad Daybell and It's the End of the World as We Know It teachings. And before long, she was just all in with what has been described as a doomsday cult and his teachings. And she apparently had become fully immersed in this whole thing. By December of 2018, about a year before we would all come to know the name Lori Vallow and Chad Daybell, Lori joined Chad on an episode of his podcast entitled Time to Warrior Up. This podcast is no longer available. It's been taken down by its network. However, over the next couple months, Lori and Chad recorded several episodes together 
where they discussed the end of the world, which they believed was coming on July 22nd of 2020. So pretty soon as of this recording. In February of 2019, just two months after his wife made her podcasting debut, Charles Vallow filed for divorce. In his filings, he stated that Lori believed that she was taking on the role of a God getting ready for the second coming of Christ. He found her behavior to be quite troubling, as he also claimed that she had made threats to his life if he attempted to stand in her way of accepting her role in preparing for the end of the world. There have been several reports that Charles Vallow was genuinely in fear for his life, but it also seemed as though he wasn't completely ready to give up on his marriage without at least some attempt at a reconciliation. Records show that Charles Vallow did indeed put a halt to the divorce proceedings after he had filed with the hopes of working on his marriage. However, when Charles did file for divorce, Lori inexplicably went missing for approximately two months, from February to April of 2019. And she also drained their bank accounts of about thirty to $35,000 when she disappeared. Charles began to worry that Lori was getting ready to get deeply involved in this cult, if you can call it a cult, and was in the process of turning over all of their money to them. She had apparently left Tylee and JJ in the care of other people, and where exactly she was for those two months remains unknown. She eventually resurfaced back in Arizona. In June of 2019, Lori's niece, Melanie, suddenly filed for divorce from her husband, Brandon. According to Brandon, it seemed as though Melanie was going along with Lori and getting involved with this doomsday stuff. So now we have Lori and her niece, Melanie, joining up with this cult. And by all accounts, Brandon had been pretty much blindsided by the sudden demand for a divorce. He was under the impression that the marriage was stable and that they were in a pretty good place. The next month, on July 11th, 2019, we arrive at death number two. Lori's fourth husband, Charles, the one who had filed for divorce, then halted the proceedings. He was shot and killed in Chandler, Arizona, as he had come over to take JJ to school that day. The person who shot him was Lori Vallow's brother, Alex Cox, and he claimed that he had shot Charles in self-defense, that his sister and Charles had gotten into an argument, the argument had escalated, a baseball bat was introduced into the scene apparently by Tylee, that Charles had swung on Alex with the bat, so Alex went inside to retrieve his gun and shot Charles to death. Police went ahead and ruled the shooting as justified. But the case is now being re-examined in light of what has happened in the year since then. It has been widely reported that following Charles Vallow's death, that very same day that Lori Vallow hosted a pool party at her home, which people thought was really bizarre. However, as we go along through the timeline of this story and we get to know more about Lori Vallow, it's really not going to seem all that weird, at least for her anyway. By the end of August of 2019, everyone who was still alive moved to Rexburg, Idaho, 
This included Lori, Chad, Lori's brother Alex, her niece Melanie, and Lori's children, JJ and Tylee. During the first week of September of 2019, Lori and her brother Alex took JJ and Tylee, or at least Tylee, I don't know if JJ was there, I don't think he was, to Yellowstone National Park. Much has been made about this particular trip because it was the last time Tylee appeared on any of her social media accounts. From that day forward, nobody has had any confirmed communication or sighting of Tylee anywhere. The speculation as to what may have happened to Tylee ran wild for quite some time, especially since it was known that Lori's brother was with them. The fear was that he had done some sort of harm to Tylee there at Yellowstone, but eventually all of that would be debunked. On September 3rd, 2019, Lori officially enrolled JJ in school, and he would begin going to Kennedy Elementary but his time there was very short. 20 days later, Lori pulled JJ out of school. He was unenrolled, and Lori informed the school that she intended to homeschool him. He last attended school on September 23, 2019, and that is the last confirmed sighting of JJ anywhere. Tylee was not enrolled in school because she had already graduated. One week after unenrolling JJ from school, Lori rented a storage unit in Rexburg on October 1st, 2019. Over the course of October and into November, Lori's storage unit was visited a total of 10 times. One of the people coming and going from the storage unit is believed to be Chad Daybell. Another man who appeared at the storage unit was believed to be Lori's brother, Alex. The storage unit was later found to contain items belonging to JJ and Tylee. Their belongings, toys, clothes, items that were only associated with them. So it is safe to assume that JJ and Tylee are no longer around since all of their things have been taken into storage. The very next day after the storage unit was rented in Rexburg, the story shifts back down to Arizona, where we reach what we can say is perhaps attempted death number one. The intended victim this time was none other than Lori Vallow's niece's ex-husband, or soon-to-be ex-husband, Brandon Bordeaux. Remember, just five months earlier, his wife, Melanie, out of the blue, said that she wanted a divorce. She packed up and accompanied Lori to Idaho and apparently was joining her and Chad along with their whole doomsday cult thing. So this would be Lori Vallow's soon-to-be ex-nephew. He called 911 to report that he had been shot at while he was in his vehicle, and a bullet had just barely missed his head. It was also reported that the shooter had apparently been driving a Jeep that belonged and was registered to Charles Vallow, Lori's already dead fourth husband. Also on the same day that the shooting took place, Lori Vallow purchased a wedding ring on Amazon. It wasn't expensive, it wasn't anything over the top, but what it does reflect is a plan that she had in mind for the very near future. She also looked at wedding dresses online. 
Seven days later, on the 9th of October of 2019, we reach what was to become near death number two. Tammy Daybell made an emergency call to 911 to report that a man wearing a mask shot at her with a paint gun. Personally, I do not believe it was a paint gun simply based on what we know about this case. Tammy documented the shooting on her Facebook page, expressing her confusion as to what it may have been about. Ten days later, near death number two turned into death number three. Tammy's family called 911 on October 19th to report that Tammy had died sometime during the night as she slept at her home in Salem, Idaho. Police and first responders arrived at the home and after a cursory once-over of the scene, ruled her death to have been due to natural causes. She was buried three days later on October 22, 2019. Two weeks after Tammy Daybill died mysteriously in her sleep, on November 5th, 2019, Lori Vallow and Chad Daybell got married in Hawaii. Shortly afterwards, the couple returned to Rexburg, Idaho and attempted to seamlessly slip into their lives as newlyweds. Chad was telling his friends and acquaintances that Lori did not have any young children, and Lori herself was telling people that she had had a daughter, Tylee, but she died years earlier. So I think it is safe to say that there is going to be no hope of finding the children alive anywhere. Three weeks after getting married, law enforcement in Rexburg, Idaho, were dispatched to Lori and Chad's home to conduct a welfare check on J.J. Vallow at the request of his family members who had not heard from the boy for a couple of months by then. Police were unable to make contact, direct contact with J.J., as Lori and Chad told police that J.J. was staying with some friends of the family in Arizona. Police followed up on that information that Lori and Chad had given them, and they quickly discovered that J.J. had not been there at all. The following morning, Rexburg police showed back up at Lori and Chad's home in order to serve them with a search warrant at the request of authorities in Arizona. But when they arrived, it was evident that Lori and Chad had left the home abruptly. Records indicated that Lori and Chad had boarded a flight to Hawaii on December 1st, 2019. Flight records showed that it was only the two of them that traveled there. They had no children with them. As the investigation into Lori and Chad continued, authorities began to take another look at the death of Tammy Daybell. Her body was exhumed on December 11, 2019, in order to be subjected to an autopsy. As of this recording, we are still waiting to hear the results of that. The very next day after the exhumation of Tammy Daybell, we will arrive at death number four in the story. On December 12, 2019, Lori Vallow's brother, Alex Cox, the one who had shot and killed her husband, he was dead in what could only be described right now as mysterious circumstances back down in Gilbert, Arizona. His death was ruled to be natural causes as well. 
As the body count in the story continued to climb, the urgency to find Lori Vallow's missing children became heightened. On December 20th, 2019, it is likely when most of us began to hear about the quote-unquote cult mom and her missing kids. Their images began coming into our news feeds across the country, hoping that someone out there would have some information as to their whereabouts. The following day, on December 21st, 2019, Rexburg Law Enforcement officially named Lori Vallow and Chad Daybell as persons of interest in the disappearance of J.J. and Tylee. Two days later, on Monday, December 23rd, 2019, an attorney representing Lori and Chad released a statement to the media that his clients were loving and devoted parents and that they would be cooperating once the allegations that have been made against them and all the rumors and hype dies down. A week later, Rexburg authorities reported to the media that they were no closer to finding J.J. and Tylee, that they had received no reliable information and were exhausting everything that they had at their disposal in their attempts to locate them. On December 30th, 2019, Rexburg police released another update indicating that they believed Lori Vallow knew where her children were or has knowledge as to what happened to them. They also described Lori and Chad's lack of cooperation with their investigation astonishing, seeing as they picked up and left Idaho instead of staying put to assist them in the investigation. On January 3rd, 2020, the FBI served a search warrant at the property of Chad Daybell in Salem, Idaho. Forty-three pieces of evidence were taken from the home, which included computers, cell phones, diaries, documents, and various medications. They were still no closer at this point to finding the missing children. Shortly thereafter, J.J.'s grandparents, Larry and Kay Woodcock, arrived in Rexburg from where they lived in Lake Charles, Louisiana, to speak to investigators. They held a press conference and they offered a reward of $20,000 for any information that would lead to the recovery of the children. They pleaded for their safe return. On January 10, 2020, Chad's brother, Matt Daybell, spoke to his brother through the media, begging him to cooperate with the investigation. Matt made it clear that they did not associate very much because of Chad's off-the-wall religious beliefs. Shortly thereafter, news outlets in Arizona obtained the body cam footage taken the day that Alex Cox shot and killed Charles Vallow. It became clear on the body cam footage that Alex and Lori's stories did not match up as they told conflicting details as to what happened when Charles was killed. On January 25, 2020, law enforcement in Kauai, Hawaii, served Lori Vallow with official documents demanding that she produce J.J. and Tylee to the Department of Health in Idaho or to the Rexburg Police within five days. The following day, news reporters from Idaho arrived in Hawaii and tracked down Lori and Chad, who were just chilling at a beach resort. Their rental car was seized and their rental home was searched. And on July 29th, 
JJ's grandparents filed for guardianship of their missing grandson. On January 30th, 2020, the deadline for Lori Vallow to produce her children to authorities came and went with, of course, no children being presented or surrendered to law enforcement. I remember thinking and hoping that Lori would have cooperated and those children would be turned over, but they weren't. So we go back to waiting and wondering. On February 3rd, 2020, the storage unit that Lori rented was visited by the media. Inside, police found children's bicycles, scooters, clothing, a photo album full of pictures of JJ and Tylee, athletic equipment, and JJ's school backpack. It was really beginning to sink into our minds that these kids were probably dead and gone. About a week after that, it was reported that Charles Vallow had changed the beneficiary on his $1 million life insurance policy, having taken Lori Vallow off and put his sister, Kay Woodcock, on instead. I would have loved to have seen the look on Lori's face when she had Charles killed, only to find out that she was no longer going to be the recipient of his life insurance. On February 20th, 2020, Lori Vallow was finally arrested in Hawaii and held in lieu of $5 million in bail, served in a warrant by Madison County, Idaho. They were charging her with desertion of her children, two counts of obstruction of justice, criminal solicitation to commit a crime, and contempt of court. Six days later, Lori waived her extradition to Idaho after several attempts to have her bail lowered all failed. On March 4th, Lori asserted her Fifth Amendment rights to remain silent, and later that same day, she was on a plane back to Idaho. Lori was taken to the Madison County Jail on March 5, 2020. The following day, her bail was reduced from $5 million to $1 million, but it was still too much, and she's been unable to come up with the money to post bond, so she continues to sit her ass in jail. It is reported that Lori's brother seems to have died of natural causes, specifically the blood clots in his lungs. His autopsy report came back shortly after her arrest. At 7 a.m. on June 9, 2020, Rexburg Police and the FBI and the county sheriff served a warrant to search the property owned by Chad Daybell. It was within hours of that that news reports were trickling out that human remains had been uncovered, buried on the property. At 11.30 a.m., just minutes after it was confirmed that human remains were found, Chad Daybell was taken into custody. He was not on the property. He was nearby. But it sounds like that they had a close eye on him as things were unfolding that morning. Chad Daybell is also being held on $1 million bail, which he has been unable to make either. Soon, it is reported that two sets of remains were found on the property. The next day, the prosecutor confirmed that the remains were those of J.J. and Tylee. So now we have deaths number five and number six. So what the hell is going on here? Lori Vallow has quickly become one of the most disliked people in the entire country. 
and it is easy to not like this woman. The whole world seemed to have been searching for her two children, and she did not seem to give a rat's ass about it, and it infuriated us. She's off vacationing in Hawaii with her new husband, and they just seem to be knocking people off that get in their way. It's very reminiscent of a certain Florida mom who was out clubbing and participating in wet t-shirt contests while her toddler had been missing for 31 days. Just carried on without a care in the world. It makes us mad. As complicated as this case seems to be when we go through the timeline of the last six or seven months, when you really focus in on what's going on here with Lori and Chad, I started to think that it really isn't as complicated as we might have initially thought. I'll get into that towards the end. You've heard that sound bite of Lori Vallow. Reporters, where are your kids? Where are they? And she just mutters, they're fine. Bitch, they are not fine. We all know it. Everyone is looking for your kids. That's great, she says. I just want to smack that stupid red lipstick off her face. Now that we know the answers, the truth. I've listened to Lori's family come to her defense in the media. Just within a few weeks of the latest news to come out of Idaho. That Lori would never hurt her children ever. We know her. She would never harm them. Yeah, it just goes to show you never really know people. Like really know people. She's not a monster, they said. She's not heartless and cold and calculating. She's not a murderer. Right. I sympathize with Lori's mom and her sister, who really wanted to come defend her in the media. They wanted to believe in her. They wanted to believe that the children were okay, and they tried to make excuses for Lori. But all of that is gone now. At some point, after the Vallos had returned from Arizona to Hawaii, Lori, who had been known to have been an excellent mom up until that point, supposedly, at least according to those who knew her when, it all seemed to suddenly change. She started to draw back from being the supermom she'd once considered to have been. She began reading Chad Daybell's books that he had written about the end of the world and getting ready for doomsday. As time went on, it seemed as though Lori was becoming completely consumed with his writings and his teachings. It is believed that sometime in the beginning of 2019, Lori, who had seemingly vanished for about two months, left Tylee and JJ behind to be taken care of by her then-husband Charles, and it is believed that she went to go visit Chad Daybell to do whatever doomsday cult people do. She began telling Charles that she has become the chosen one and that she had the ability to communicate with the dead. Lori began telling people that she believed that this was not her first time living on Earth, that she's had a number of previous lives. She believed that she had otherworldly powers. So she went from everyday, run-of-the-mill, loving mom to believing that she was some sort of God reincarnate. Eventually, Lori began telling some of her close friends that Charles was dead that he had a demon inside of him. And this was months before he actually died at the hands of her brother. She openly threatened Charles and told him to stay out of her way or she would see him dead. 
That was about the time that he decided it was time to look into divorce. And he made sure that he documented the things that she was saying in the papers that he filed when he petitioned. He was not only worried about his safety, but also the safety of Tylee and JJ. Unfortunately, Charles was correct. All of their lives were in danger. All of them. Nobody really believes that Alex Cox shot Charles Vallow in self-defense. Many believe that Charles was set up that morning specifically to be killed. But whatever the truth was or is, is likely going to stay buried. Charles is dead. The man who shot him is dead. Tylee, the one who Alex said came out of the house with the bat, is dead. And Lori Vallow, you can't believe a damn word that that woman has to say. And if you've seen or heard the audio that had come from the police body cam that morning, it's quite disturbing how relaxed everyone seems to be despite the fact that Charles Vallow was shot dead right in front of their home. Lori Vallow was telling people that she believed the end of the world was coming. It was coming this July 22nd, 2020, and she had been one of the chosen ones to help 144,000 people who were going to survive the end of the world. It was going to be her responsibility to lead them to whatever or wherever. Now, apparently, Lori attempted to encourage one of her friends from Hawaii to be one of the chosen ones to survive. But in order for that to happen, she would have had to have given up being with her children. They had to leave the children behind and travel with Lori in search of the remaining chosen ones. After Lori Vallow was taken into custody when she missed the deadline to produce her children for authorities in Idaho, her mom had a chance to speak to her. And all Lori would say to her mom was, you know me, the kids are fine. And understanding where mom is coming from, that's what she wants to believe. She's going to go ahead and take her word for it. It reminded me so much of Cindy Anthony speaking to Casey Anthony on the phone in jail. Grandmas begging to know what happened. And their daughters just sitting there lying and lying and lying to them. I have no doubt that Casey knew exactly where Kaylee Anthony was from the very first day that she went missing, and she managed somehow to keep it to herself. Lori Vallow, I believe, was hoping to do the same thing. They had it in their minds that as long as nobody knows where their children physically are, nobody's going to be able to prove anything. Lori's mom and sister believed that there was more to the story, and they believed that Lori had gone into protective mother mode, which we know is a bunch of BS. It had to do with Charles's death. His family or his friends and loved ones that were very angry at Lori for what had happened to Charles, and Lori was feeling as if her life was in danger, supposedly, and that the lives of her children were in danger, and she essentially had to go underground with them to protect them from the people seeking to avenge Charles's death. She had to go into hiding. She couldn't tell her mom or her sister where she was going because her life was in danger. But the result of that was Lori fleeing Arizona to hide in Idaho. And as late as just a month or two ago, 
They continued to believe that Lori had the children stashed someplace safe where they would not be harmed. And dreamers, I do believe that there was a small part of all of us that really wanted to believe that too. Even up until the day that authorities started digging at Chad's property a little more than a week ago, we still held out hope. Our hearts were slowly breaking as the minutes ticked by and the news was being reported. Search warrant at Daybell's property. Digging. Excavating. Bones found. Remains. Human remains. A second set of bones. The months of hoping and praying for Tylee and JJ was all for naught. They were gone. They'd been gone. So when we see pictures of Chad and Lori laughing and smiling, living and loving their new lives together, it infuriates us. I mean, it just really takes us to a very dark place because now we know while they frolicked in the sun-kissed sands of Kauai, Tylee and JJ had been unceremoniously dumped into the backyard. They are the ones who deserve to dance and to live and to love and to laugh for the entirety of their lives. They'd barely gotten started in this world and it was all stolen from them by the one person in the world who should have loved them the most. She should have loved them the best. I have no doubt that Lori Vallow commissioned the murder of her children. Did she have a hand in it? I don't know. But I know she stood by and allowed it to happen. She certainly lived up to the role that she claimed that she had been ordained to play as the end of days neared. She played God with lives that weren't hers to take. Her mom and her sister insisted that Lori would never, ever do this. Never. She's devoted. She's dedicated. She's the best mom in the world. They also insisted she was absolutely not involved in any kind of cult. She's not preparing for the end of the world. And then, in an interview, Lori's mom insisted that she heard JJ's voice after September 23rd. She had gotten on the phone with Lori They had spoken for maybe about an hour and a half, and she said she could hear J.J. playing in the background. She knows her grandson, she says. She knows that he was alive and well past September 23rd. She even said he got on the phone and said hi to her. But again, we know now that that's not possible. It's heartbreaking because I believe she wanted to believe that with all her heart. Nobody wants to think that their child is a cold-blooded murderer. Honestly, none of us wanted to believe that about Lori Vallow. To an extent, all of us were giving her the benefit of the doubt, hoping that she was just acting up, being stubborn, being paranoid. Nobody wanted this to be the end of the story. Once Lori was extradited back to Idaho, when she made her first court appearance, She infuriated America all over again, trying to make herself look so pretty in court. As information continued to come out into the media, there had been some reports that Lori 
no longer wanted the responsibility of taking care of JJ anymore. He had some developmental issues. He was autistic, and he needed a great deal of care and attention. In the bottom line, he wasn't Lori's biological child. His great uncle was dead, and now she's stuck with him. And from the sounds of it, it doesn't seem like Lori really wanted to be bothered with caring for Tylee anymore either. But why? The same reason she fixed her hair and slapped on that stupid red lipstick? Because she's a narcissist. And then there was the issue of JJ's service dog, Bailey, the one that was given to him in order to help him cope with some of his emotional issues. Lori surrendered the dog back to the trainer three weeks before it is believed JJ vanished. The dog trainer was absolutely floored when Lori came back to return the dog. He was like, what do you mean? But again, Lori, Vallow's mom and sister came to her defense over the dog. Bailey, they said, was not an issue. They claimed it was Charles who wanted the dog, not JJ. That JJ did not become attached to the dog at all and that he functioned perfectly well on his own and he did not need the service dog. Now, dreamers, I am going to call BS all over that nonsense. I will never believe for one second that JJ did not care for that dog. I will never believe that. And I'm sort of offended that Laurie's mom and sister would sit there and try to say that he didn't care about the dog. That's just my opinion, but yeah, no. I'll never believe a boy did not love his dog. Never. Also, when Lori was found in Hawaii, she had some very important things that did belong to Tylee and JJ. She had both of their birth certificates, she had Tylee's ATM card, and she had Tylee's cell phone. And again, Lori's mom and sister came with all the excuses. They said that Lori was afraid that Tylee would be tracked down by her cell phone. So she took it away from her. It didn't explain why she had Tylee's ATM card or why Lori was using it. She could have been tracked by that too. According to Lori's mom and sister, Lori always, always, always put her children first. So what is this all about? What the hell is the deal here with this woman that seems to be at the center of all this chaos and mayhem? As I sat here thinking about all the many layers that there are to this story, I think it all kind of really boils down to one thing. Lori and Chad wanted to start a new life together without any attachments, without any responsibilities. Perhaps they did want to start a cult to have a bunch of followers who believed in everything that they had to say and just live off their money the way Jim Jones did down at Jonestown. Maybe Lori and Chad felt as though they had some really deep cosmic connection to one another. And in order to pursue that, they needed to get rid of anything or anyone that was anchoring them to someplace they did not want to be. It's hard to imagine how or why they had come to the conclusion that everyone needed to die or disappear. Maybe they figured that they were getting away with so much 
that nobody was questioning anybody's death. Charles Vallow was shot to death and nobody was held accountable. Tammy Daybell dead in her sleep and nobody raised any red flags. Maybe Lori and Chad just got a little too comfortable with getting away with murder. This story is still unfolding and we'll keep ourselves updated in the Facebook group as more details emerge. Our hearts certainly go out to those who loved and cared for Tylee and JJ. Now that they are found, they can be put to rest and hopefully justice will be served quickly. Thank you so much for listening, dreamers. Stay tuned for more content to come out this weekend. Until next time, sweet dreams.